Hello, my name is Stephen Smith, the owner of 3Pi Squared, and this is the ABA Business Leaders Podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our membership program. 3Pi Squared has helped over 700 ABA practices start up and expand. Our membership has over 45 hours of content from experts in the fields of law, accounting, diversity and inclusion, childhood development, mindfulness, business development, HIPAA compliance, marketing and branding, billing, and more. We also have discounts on things like our three pi squared handbooks, professional liability insurance, background checks, HIPAA compliant email, contacts, calendars, and cloud storage. The membership also includes 33 CEUs, live Ask Us Anything events, where you can come on and ask your questions as you're going through the program. And in our app, you can also add anonymous questions and get your answers. To learn more about the membership, please go to our website, www.3pisquare.com and click on ABA Business Leaders. And now let's get to the episode. All right, so yes, hello everyone uh, watching uh, and, and listening to this. Um, so just a couple of quick um, uh, updates, notices. Announcements. Uh, an- announcements, there you go. <laughs> uh, so our Pi Day discount is still going on right now. So uh, we have a 60% discount on our ABA Business Leaders membership. That includes over 33 CEUs. Our live events where we have two to three live events every month where you can come on and ask us anything about your business. Um, And then, you know, the I don't know, it's around 70 hours of content, uh, self-paced content that we have. So as you're creating this amazing business, you have the knowledge base that you can, you know, really excel at this and create a self-sustaining ethical practice. Highly recommend that, uh, probably because I'm selling it, uh, but it's 60% off. So it's only $200 right now, and it will be uh, that price for the rest of the week. So take advantage of our three pi squared or our pi day uh, discount. It's coupon code uh, pi, P-I, a day, uh, 2023. Um, and, um, you can get, save $300, um, for this, uh, 12 month membership. Um, and then just, a, a a couple of other things that we're doing is that we have been working very hard on the KPI, uh, course that we're going to be doing that will be the self-paced part of it will be included in the membership. So you'll get access to the videos, the recorded videos. Uh, but if you want to join the course itself, we'll be um, uh, creating that uh, here shortly. Uh, but it will be a live event. It's probably going to be, we're looking at it right now, it's probably going to be eight live events um, where we go through KPI. Some of it, you're probably going to fall asleep too. Uh, and then there are others that it's really, uh, really good stuff. And, you know, we're not just going to be saying, this is KPI, blah, blah, blah. But we're going to be providing like 
real life ex- uh, um, uh, examples, right? ABA, like, ABA, ABA examples, uh, and, examples and how you can implement this in your company, especially like starting out. Uh, we have like, you know, these are, you know, we're going to use three examples uh, that are, are super important to, to measure uh, your self-sustaining, ethical, high-quality practice, right? So right, um, and when you join as real time, like for the the course, then you know, like you said, there's going to be live. Yep. So like, it's so going to be interactive. It's going to be interactive. Yep. There's going to be like portions for like coaching to mm-hmm. you know talk about specifics of like you know something that you know a question that you have you know based on something that you're working through yeah. with your company, things like that. But I want I do want to say um. KPI stands for key performance indicators. Thank you for that. Like a lot of people, honestly, like when Stephen kept saying, he's like, we really needed, um, you know, it's been, gosh, over a year ago now yeah, that we've we put this on our, maybe even longer, that we put this on our radar to, that we want to, you know, get for you guys in 2023. And I I did, I had not heard of this before, at least. I mean, I, I understood that concept, but I had not heard of KPI. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, just like elevator pitch, quick, like summary. So what, like, what is KPI, key performance indicators? What does that mean? So, I mean, it, it can mean many things, but key performance indicators, really what, what we're looking at this, our focus is on is how do you ensure that your practice is self-sustaining how do you ensure that you're providing high quality services and so we're we're going to take that those are our goals right um and i think that's the vast majority of the practices that we work with that's their goals too right we want to provide high quality services and we want our company to be self-sustaining so you know we can continue to employ our staff and continue to provide high quality services so what what we're going to do is what indicators tell you that you're doing both of those right what and 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 then if things start you know falling off a cliff what do i do to get back you know get back on track and so that's really going to be our approach i i think that the way that we're setting up the course it's going to be um very good for both new companies and existing companies um, and we can really build off of, you know, the starting point very easily, right? Like you can make very small, um, and we can goals, build off. um, with, with key performance indicators, and then you can get super complex, right? And so we're going to be doing both of that. We're going to be doing some simple key performance indicators, but then, you know, when we get into the quality side of things, this is a complex uh um metric that you're going to have to figure out there's a lot of nuance in it um and so we're going to be doing both of those right and then you can really build them out as you go right right the the podcast that we did i don't has it how do you define quality how do you find quality services that was kind of like the the launch of that like the very beginning like um getting that started and because that's that's really the main intention of it right how do you provide quality service how do you know you are how do you measure it? How do you make sure you're measuring the right thing? And correct. What do you do if you're, you know, yeah. where do you yeah. go from and, there? And that's really what this is going to be about. And it, like, it's again, it's going to be like real life, real ABA uh, business examples. It's not going to be like, okay, we're working at the widget factory. And then like, that's what we would do here. No, like that, that's not what we're doing. Uh, so this is cured towards ABA businesses. 
Um, and it, it, I think it's going to be uh, super helpful um, and, and it, it'll just allow you to measure some of these things that can be very difficult to measure. Uh, and, you know, high, you can look at it more at a high level um, and, and see that, okay, we are providing quality services. And then again, this goes back to, okay, we have this thing now. What do we do with it? Right, negotiate. <laughs> so uh, you can now prove, right, with numbers, uh, with data, that I am amazing and you need to pay me more. Um, and, and that, that like, I mean... It is what it is. You need, we need to be doing that. So, uh, and KPI is really the answer um, to 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 showing that that you are providing high quality services. So, yeah, that that's really it. And then, um, you know, once we get that one going here, which I hope will be at the start of next month, we'll we'll start the course, um, and then we will be doing our live cohorts again. So that's something that, that we will be bringing back. Um, and so this will be a ABA business leaders membership, but a more interactive uh, approach uh, with live events. And we'll go through um, you know, key components of starting your practice, expanding your practice. And that's separate um, from the KPI. But the, yeah, this is separate from the KPI. So we'll also be launching that and that will probably be more at the end of next month. So the end of April, we'll be opening that up. So right, yeah, end of April, beginning of May. And mm -hmm. we've had a lot of people asking because um, we haven't had the live cohorts in a while, probably a year. Yeah, it's Maybe been a while. A little over a year. Yeah. Um, we've just had the like self-paced self um, with, live events. with live yeah. events, yeah. but like the live Q and A's, but, um, but yeah, so that's what we've had. Um, we've had requests of people reaching out to say like, when are you going to have your next live cohort? So mm -hmm. we're like, let's do it. Yep. Um, so yeah, so, well, that will be starting soon. And then, um, then my values based, uh, course is almost over for this term, but, um, I am available for just like coaching on values and, um, mission statement and, you know, setting up your work culture in the way that you want it to look. And then if I have the interest, I will um, be doing another course also um, yeah. coming up. Like I'm, I'm open to starting another course up. If I have, um, I'd like to have um, at least a few people sign up that are available to attend the lives. Um, it just got a little bit more out of it. So I'll, I'll send some feelers out over the next week or two and see if anyone's interested in doing that. But if not, like um, just uh, reach out to me and, um, um, book me for a little free console, console and um, on um, the booking site, I guess Stephen will link that for me and for him. Um, yeah, so reach out to to us if you have questions or want to talk about any of these new things yeah. or old things or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we last week we did um, for our members we had a live Q and A event. Um, and um, Stephen wasn't able to attend it. We our family got hit by the uh, stomach, stomach virus last week, horrible. pretty bad. Um, so as soon as um, it was really only a couple hours after our live that that I fell ill, and then yeah, it's bad. So um, for those of you who attended the live, um, I will also reach out to you and let you know. But we thought what we would do. There were a few questions that you guys had that I um, 
flagged as Stephen questions, and I thought he could definitely um, give better insight um, and more insight because they are more on the businessy uh, end of things. So um, I said I would get confirmation um, from him. So I'm going to bring a few of those questions to Stephen right now um, during our are live here um and, and, and anyone watching this like if you have any questions feel yeah. free to shoot them in the comments yeah. and, and we'll try to answer those yeah. uh, i will i will do my best to answer those um, yeah super i'm trying i'm trying my best to keep an eye yeah um out here um i think we're live in two groups we are yep the both aba business leaders the membership, the membership and the, the closed and membership the and then the just the regular group all right yep. so i'll try my best to keep my eye out here for that and at the same time i will bring up some of the questions that were asked from the members live q a last week mm -hmm. um, and we have another members live q a coming up next week i believe i think it's the 22nd stephen will You'll get a, you'll get yeah, a notice and, and for that. In the closed membership group, we did pose post a, a poll. Please, if you can, just take a few seconds and just tell us what days, times work best for you. That'd be super helpful. Uh, just so that we, as we schedule these out, we we just, mm -hmm. you know, as many people as can come to these as possible is best, right? There's Yeah, I people like love to hear from each other. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I feel like there's, you know, right now, I don't know the exact numbers on the membership, but I feel like it's close to 150. Um, so, you know, we would love it if, you know, more of you can attend these live events and they're helpful. Um, so uh, if you can tell us, you know, a better time uh, or day of the week that that would work. Uh, please let us know. Yeah. All right. So our first question here. Mm -hmm. So can you credential a BCBA or a BCABA before they're an actual employee? Uh, do they need to be an employee first? Is, is it okay for them to be an employee and not actually begin working until after being credentialed? Like, so you're like, okay, I'm going to hire my first BCBA. Mm -hmm. um, I already know somebody who can, who wants to come work with me. Um, but I know it's going to be a good six months before they're credentialed. Yep. Do I like, I think it's kind of like, do I hire, do I have to hire them now to start the credentialing process? Like, do I have to pay? Like, what? Yep. tell me all the ins and outs of this. So, the, I mean, there are many ways that you can do this, right? And so like, okay, are you hiring this person part time? Are you hiring them as salaried employees? Like, that's the first question that I ask, right? So if you're hiring them part time. Uh, or even if you're just doing it hourly and they're full time, well, like while they're not uh, working, you don't pay them, right? So if they're not working, then you don't pay them an hourly wage because they're not working. So there's really no issue here. Uh, what we did, we had salary, all of our staff were salaried. So um, what we did with our, our BCBAs, right, when we, um, when we did the interview process, that's one of the questions that we asked, how much time are you going to give your current company, right? And this was a very important question for us because if they said, yeah, probably just a week, we wouldn't hire that person uh, because if they're only going to give their current company a week, they're only going to give us a, a week and that's not going to work for us. Uh, so that, that kind of tells you a little bit about this person. Uh, so, you know, we would uh, ask them to give as much notice as they possibly could and needed for the current company that they were working with. So maybe that's eight weeks, maybe that's 12 weeks. Um, and so they sign the offer letter, they agree to start on this date, and then we immediately start credentialing with them, right? And then you, the hope is, is that you have 
diversified your um, your your um, uh, funders enough that at least some of them are somewhat quick, right? And so um, you know, like Optum is typically quicker. Blue Cross Blue Shield adding someone is typically quicker. Where Tricare and Aetna, good luck, right? At least that's my experience. So um, that those could take, uh, you know, six to nine months. And it's like, dude, like, what are we going to do during that period? So if you have some that are quicker where, you know, and in four to six weeks they're in network, then they're taking on those cases while you're waiting for the other ones. So like that, that's what I would recommend. Um, but I, I would not start credentialing someone until they have signed an offer letter, right? Like that, that would be the most important thing. Um, so yeah so um, okay so my i'm just yeah. reading that so the process to credential new employees can take as long as the initial time. oh yeah yeah totally yeah it's mm -hmm. terrible yeah so it de it does depend on the funder right so like some funders it's simply emailing them uh, your updated roster right and it's like a week and then other ones it's uh they are submitting this exact same form that you submitted um and then you're waiting for it you're just you're just waiting for it and that like <laughs> it's it's exhausting so yeah i mean that that's that's the issue right so it's what are you going to do in that process because it like this is another question i get well like okay fine i, I you know it's gonna take six months for this person uh to get credentialed but what we'll do during that time is we'll let them supervise but we'll bill under another supervisor's npi that's already in network no don't do that that's fraud like that is literally the definition of insurance fraud you are saying that someone else did this right um and so don't do that um that there that's not that's not a good idea so like in that case, like um, there are a couple of things that you can do. You can ask for an ad a single case agreement and see if they'll go for that. Sometimes they will. Uh, so you can say, look, this person, we submitted the application. We're already in network. Can we just get a single case agreement for six months while we're waiting on you all to figure out what you're doing? Um, and, and, and some of them will do that. And so you could try that. Uh, the other thing that some of them will do and again, talk to your funders, but many of them will allow the, the BCBA to work as a tech. So that may be an option as well. So, you know, maybe they're not getting the, the protocol modification and the parent training rates, but at least you're able to bill for them. Right. Uh, and so that may be another option that you can, you can do. And there was, um, gosh, this has been years ago. But there was one that would backdate. Yeah, I um, don't do that anymore. But well, what I was gonna say is mm -hmm. like I would even, I would be very. Yeah, it's. it's I wouldn't do to, it. Something to work. Uh, because there were a couple of things to that. Like if if you ever did come across someone that's like, oh, you can just backdate it. Well, you're still not gonna get paid for it until Correct. they're credentialed. I mean, so six months. Yeah. Do you have means to pay this person while you wait? If you do, okay, maybe. But then also like you have to make like get it in writing. Um, and like in a contract, right? Like 
I mean, honestly, like an email is probably not going to hold up. So, so, but I, I don't okay, it think. It just goes to how I much mean, risk are you willing yeah, to take? I mean, I don't think that I haven't heard of that. At least I know for us, like it, it's been a while since we hired a new BCBA though yeah. um, to credential. So, so, so I, but from what I'm hearing from others, it's not something that. Yeah, Blue Cross Blue Shield used to do that, but I, I'm pretty positive that they no longer do that. All right, so we have another question. Do you have to credential RBTs? Not at this point. I do recommend that you you get there um, that uh, you get an NPI number for each of your techs um, because that is something that is is available now. Eventually, it, I I can't imagine a scenario where they won't have to be credentialed at some point, um, and so having that in place is a is a good idea. Uh, now I know that Tricare and and it, we did not really work with Tricare, um, so anyone you know listening to this after the fact can please like you know just you know say in. hey Stephen mm -hmm. that's stupid you you don't know what you're talking about uh, and and correct me uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure that at, you have to add, again you have to add your text to the roster um, with Tricare and that does take some time that's not just a an easy process. I think that this this takes some time. Now, with most other um, providers, you you don't normally have to add them to the roster, uh, and you're just billing under the supervisor, right? So you're billing under the BCBA. So in that situation, you're totally allowed to, right? That that is the process. the The RBT, you're not you're not billing that on on the session uh, or the 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 CMS one, so you're not billing the NPI number of the of the RBT. You're you're billing the BCBA, right? Um, and that's how they've set up the process. Uh, but with BCBAs or BCABAs, if they credential BCABAs, they have a credentialing process. So if they have a credentialing process, that means you have to follow it. And if you're not following it, then you're committing fraud. That that's just how that's that's how I look at it. Um, so just something to be aware of. Well, yeah, I think this is a great time to give a reminder that when you're even if like to do, do a can't talk uh, a great reminder to talk about group versus individual. Like, uh, am I using the right words? Like when you're oh yeah, when you're setting up your company, yeah, yeah. set it up as a group. Yeah, uh, please, please, like so many people, like I, I, it just happens where. They're like, I, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to hire anybody. So I'm just going to set up a sole proprietor. It's just going to be me. And then like within six months, they're like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I need a tech. And now they're in, they're not in a group, so they can't hire a tech. And then they have to re-credential. Um, and if you've done any rate negotiation during that time, you, you may lose those rates. In the, I've also seen it where you know they set it up as a sole they wanted to hire people and then they went to reapply as a group networks closed the so like just just set, just set it up as a group highly recommend it uh don't don't do it as a, a sole provider and there are some funders that will say well you're just the one bcba and you don't have any tax and so you really should be setting it up as a as a sole proprietor and say no no thank you um as soon as I get in network, I will be hiring people uh, and creating a group. Uh, I just I I need to get credentialed first um, and and try to push back on that because uh, that that's also really important. Yeah. All right. So like looking at budgeting, um, 
like as you're looking at whether to do like a tiered approach or if you're gonna like have your bca doing direct services mm -hmm. or like so looking at um like the five three like the direct code right mm -hmm. like keeping that in mind but like how how do you budget um when rates differ across funders and you're looking to see like which tier cert like if you should do the tier service approach like what model of service you're going to provide and like so i guess like the overall is like how, how do you budget for that direct service rate across different funders? so yeah so in our um in our um aba business leaders membership uh we have a budget calculator and so you can put in those contracted rates put in your expenses put in your payroll expenses and then your general expenses just for aba you know owning a company all, all the accounting you know, software you know stuff like this uh put in all your expenses and you can see your profitability based on those rates and then you can do this for every contract that you have highly recommend doing this right again this is this should be part of your rate negotiation tool anyway, but it's really important before you sign that contract to know whether these rates are going to cause you to lose money um, or or are they going to create a self-sustaining, high quality ethical practice. And so if you're losing money on every case that you take, that's not going to work. Um, and so like it's really important that you do that budgeting process so i can't tell you what you know many people will come to me and say well are these good rates or bad rates i don't know i can't answer that for you um and so like that's where the budgeting process that's why we we made this very specific aba uh budgeting calculator in our membership um is is so that you can answer that question for yourself well and so kind of like talking more about like the cost mm -hmm. um so i know there's a lot of formulas out there and like you could google like how much an employee is going to cost or you know like there's formulas mm -hmm. I, I don't know the specifics um they're all confusing to me but um so like how how can you plan for how much an employee will cost like should you use those formulas that they have um you know that you can google um, well, I mean, part of the budget, again, that we have is putting in the payroll expenses, the workers comp expenses, if you're doing benefits, are you doing like, are you doing non billable time? How much are you allowing? So there are a lot of like, how much training are you providing? So, you know, like, like, there are some practices out there that they do a crash course. Oh, they have their RBT check. Okay. And then, you know, two days in, they're going out and working with clients. I don't recommend that. That's not something that we would ever done, but Hey, I'm not, there's no judgment here. You do you, man. Like if you think that that's quality services, I'm, I'm not like, I wouldn't do it, but, um, so like how much training time do you have? Right. So like, um, are they getting crisis management training before they go out? So th that's a week probably. Are they getting, uh, are you checking their competency levels before they go out? Are you, uh, are you going to do pairing training with them? Um, are you going to train them on all the programs beforehand? Uh, so there's just, there's a huge uh, range of how much training is involved, right? Um, and then are you factoring in the time the BCBA uh, spent with this this staff as part of that expense, which I, I recommend that you would, right? 
So we do have an RBT um, uh, cost of turnover calculator, um, and the loss of a of a tech is what I've calculated. I think is around eight thousand um, dollars. But you know, it, again, it's going to depend on your practices in your company. So doing that budget, I, I would highly recommend. Uh, I'm well, trying to. <laughs> <laughs> my computer's about to die uh, and so a... i'm trying to reach the power cord like <laughs> without getting up and walking around the, the, the table to reach it. and i'm like realizing that <laughs> i should just get it i slipped and fell on the ice last week and so <laughs> i have a, like a water a hot water bottle behind me because i like bruise my tailbone i have like a donut pillow so i was trying to like keep myself from the embarrassment of like showing what I'm sitting on and behind but here we go like I just need to plug up my computer so I still have the information that yes. I need in front of me um while I do that <laughs> um you know it's the fun part about just being live on social media there like it go. just is what it is no so, judgment here um so if you're registered as kind of going back mm -hmm. a little bit so if you're registered as a sole provider with an insurance company an RBT can't work with that client. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Like again, like don't take my word for it. I, I, I don't take my word for it. Uh, my experience has been a no on that. But check with your uh, funder because they may allow it. Um, but get it in writing. yeah, yeah, get it. Yeah, get it in writing. Yeah. Um, uh, and th th again, they may allow it, and then you're good, right? If you have no plans on hiring another BCBA, um, but. Yeah, they definitely will not allow you to add another provider to a sole proprietor. Um, now, this isn't this isn't like I'm a sole proprietor on my uh, taxes. This is like when you submitted your application, did you submit it as a group, or did you do you have a group NPI, or do you did you just provide them your NPI? Um, and so. If you just provided them your type one MPI, then you won't not be able to hire another BCBA. Now, again, in my experience, I I don't believe that you can add a tech, but like again, don't take my word for it. So yeah, she she was told that she couldn't uh they couldn't register as a group because they didn't have five providers. Yeah, and that's, that's what you were saying yeah, earlier. Like, no, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I will be like Yeah. And so really, network, really try to push back on that. Yeah. I know that some fun like some funders are really tightening their grip on groups. I get that. Um, so you may have no choice, right? And that's fine. But just be aware that you're going to have to do it all over again. And then maybe you can get it in writing if you rate negotiated with them that you please honor my rates when if we do go to a group. Because if you're not going to honor my rates, then just let me go in as a group. So I know that some have stipulations. I'm not mentioning funder names at this point, even though I probably already did. Um, but um, so, yeah, but try to push back on that if you can and, um, and and just put up a little bit of a fight and say, look, you know what? I'd be a group if, if I was in network uh, so that I could start working with staff or working with clients. But until then... Like, I can't hire people and just have them twiddling their thumbs. So, you know, you let me be a group and we'll be a group. Um, and uh, it won't take that long. So, in my experience, that's worked fairly well. But I know some of them are pushing back on that. And so, the, the other thing is, can you wait for that funder, right? So, like, mm. you know, okay, we got a network with five as a group. But the sixth one is being, you know, pain. 
All right. Well, is the rights that tremendous that you really need that group? Or is it just that that group, is, that funder is just so popular in your area that you have no choice? Yeah, then, then you're going to have to make that decision um, based on, on those factors. All right, let's see more questions from. Um, okay, so you get in with Optum, you pass their audit. <laughs> then it's time to negotiate. Like, so of course, like before you sign the contract, mm -hmm. go try to negotiate at that point, right? Mm -hmm. um, and let's say you get a terrible rate. You try to negotiate before you sign the contract, yep. but they say you have to wait one year. Yep. Then what? Do you have to wait one year? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, did you sign the contract? Like, are they are they? Well, if you did sign it, what if you did? What if you're just still trying to finish up that process and you didn't sign it? And so they give you, you know, you get a hundred percent. You're like, yeah, we passed the yep, on it, yep. and then they give us the thing, and we read through, it and we're like, oh, that's not enough money for us to, to stay you know to sustain yeah. us uh, it's so okay mm -hmm. so we're gonna go back and say okay we need this yep. um and then tell them all the reasons why right and then yep. they're like yeah no um in a year like mm -hmm. even though you haven't signed or if you have signed mm -hmm. and then you realize like i think you're like locked in more right to have to wait for the year i mean you're not locked i mean you're, you're i guess you're locked in a little you could just send in your termination of no 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 like you would just like if you if you feel the rates are too low don't sign the contract and that that's all i can tell you mm -hmm. right like i can't um now if you feel like the rates are acceptable but they are low but they're acceptable then i guess you sign the contract and you hope that in a year they honor what they say go ahead and do your work yes. and have it all ready as soon as the year hits, you can start submitting Correct. all the things and then like the, the only the only other option like you know rate negotiation is this is not any magical thing right like so you know um it's you before signing the contract you rate negotiate with everyone um and see if if they'll allow some increases i've had success um before the contract the initial contract is signed um, and then lately, uh, I'm, I'm seeing this more where, uh, the it's, it's harder on that initial contract and they're pushing back. And so, okay. Uh, but if the rates, if you're losing money because you're accepting a contract, you can't take it. I mean, you, just, you can't. Right. And so if you're, if, if the rates are unacceptable and they're causing you to go in, uh, you know, go under, then you shouldn't be accepting that. Um, and so, you know, there are a couple options that you have. It's okay. I'm not accepting this contract and here is my rate negotiation letter and what I need and I can't sign this. Um, or you can accept the rates and then wait the year and then submit your rate negotiation. And if they still are like, yeah, no, we, we, it's times are tough and, <laughs> We're just, oh, we're just a little old insurance company and we just don't got the money for you. Then then you're going to have to terminate, right? Like you're going to have to terminate. And so then, you know, what I recommend is that on your termination letter, you attach your rate negotiation letter and say, look, like we, we don't want to terminate, but we're, we're, please start the process of 
the the termination um now if you're willing to rate negotiate here's our letter and you know let us know and then we we, we don't have to go through this terrible uh, um uh, thing of of, right, uh, of of terminating our contract right because what you can't do is be like okay well insurance companies sees rates are crappy we lose money off of this so we're just not gonna take, take clients yeah for you this can't do that company no. or we're only going to take a couple no. clients from this insurance company but we'll 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 just put them on our wait list or we'll let them know we're full or we'll let them know that we only take a few yeah, clients. That's, that's not a reason why you, you accept clients because your rates are bad. No, that's the, the, the well, reason. Once you're in network rate, with them and you yes. have a contract, you have to. That's like, the reason why you terminate a contract because your rates are bad. But you can't just say, I'm I'm uh, I'm discriminating against this person because they have a bad insurance. You can't do that. That's sorry. I mean, I <laughs> there have been many times when I've wanted to do that. Uh, but that's not a reason why you cannot provide services uh, ethically. I just wanted to bring that yeah, up. No, I mean, it's a, it, it gets, it gets talked totally about. Get it. it gets asked in, in a in a really like genuine I, I like, totally get way. It. Like, yeah, how do absolutely. I work around this? Absolutely. How do I? Okay, well, until I get this rate negotiation and hopefully get more money, like I can't take clients. Yeah, no, it's, I, yeah, you can't. You, my, can't. you, had, like, you cannot take clients because you don't have availability. Right. You cannot take clients because you don't, you have, don't the have the skill set area. for it. For like, if you're early yeah. intervention and this person's an adult and you mm -hmm. don't have you know um you, you know there's multiple like ethical clinical reasons why you can't accept clients or why you put them on a wait list or, or you help them move on to someone else but like yeah. you can't you can't not accept them because of no and if you if them. you're seeing frustration in my face or hearing frustration in the totem but this has nothing to do with aba practices this has everything to do with why in the world are insurance funders giving us such terrible rates that we're losing money on case like you can't do that they know this and like when you go like you i i know everybody's seen the stories and like like a twenty five thousand dollar one hour er visit like come on man like seriously and they're they're okay with paying that but they won't pay like they're giving us a twenty dollar uh billable for nine five or nine seven one five three get get out of here like you you got you gotta be kidding like put put your priorities you know change your priority because this is ridiculous so um yeah so i get it like it's it's frustrating it's difficult i don't like being in this position where you're having a haggle on this stuff no one wants to be in this position it's mm -hmm. the position we find ourselves in and so if the rate is not going to sustain your practice then you can't accept the rate and the more that people do this the higher the rates will go and they, that's just the way it is if no one's in their network then they have an obligation to get people in their network and uh and and that's like it's, it's like not much involved in this right if you pay us correctly then we'll be in your network otherwise no leave us alone um and there are other fish in the sea. <laughs> yeah so yeah that that's it really all right so Okay, more insurance stuff. Ooh, yay. <laughs> so is there a way to know what to ask, who to ask, or like across funders in terms of billing? Like, is there an industry standard? And, you know, like we're talking about things like uh, the units and the mm -hmm. roundup and the daily caps for services, the 
weigh assessment or how you know how long you have to use the authorization you know because like some are like six months some are within you have within week per week and mm -hmm. like all all of that things so like is there a, is there a so there standard? is a standard just no one's following it so that that's the problem so there they i think it's aba um aba codes i don't know what the website is anymore if anyone listening to this remembers this but you can look it up like there are a couple of sites on this that uh, give this, but even if you go with the CMS book, right, you can purchase mm -hmm. it. It's very straightforward. Um, and what can be concurrently billed and what can't be concurrently billed and like who does what, right? Um, but like there are no modifiers based on the CMS as far as I understand it. Um, but you'll have some funders that have modifiers. You'll have some funders that say it can be concurrently billed and it can't be concurrently billed or if it can be concurrently built where it has to be so they can't be in the same building like they, they have all these uh, stipulations how many hours you can do a day uh like like this is this is not uh every funder is different so these are questions that you should be asking your network rep same with session notes right like session notes uh, are are what they require in their session notes which is like that's it that's all you got so when you go into those recruitment audits um, you, you need to make sure that your session notes meet their standard, uh, or otherwise now we're fighting, right? And even if you meet their standard, you're probably going to be fighting with them anyway. Um, so it's, uh, talking to your network rep to make sure that you have everything possible that you, uh, that they require in their session notes, seeing if they have examples, many of them do now. Um, so getting those examples but of the session thing notes. Is Mm -hmm. They're like, I, I mean, I hate to say that, but it's like, but they're not like freely giving them. No. It's not like, oh, you're in network with us. Here's the, yeah, here's so our network packet. That's, Here are yeah. all the things. And, I mean, and maybe some are that I'm not aware of. So, I mean, I hate to, like, I don't know all, all yeah, the cases, but like, you have to ask for, you have to yeah. advocate for yourself. You're but like, even you know? like there was one funder that had a training class on billing. I was like, wow, this oh, is amazing. Right. <laughs> and we, I went to the training and I <laughs> asked all the questions and like, you know, we were into the concurrent billing stuff and they're like, oh yeah, no, I wish I recorded it right at this point. And so then, you know, we found that like later they said, no, you're not allowed to concurrently bill. This was back in the, when it was the T codes. Uh, so this is a while back. Um, and so, you know, and then it, you know, we went back and forth. I, luckily I had, after the training, I followed up with emails and said, look, I'm, I just want to make sure that I am okay with this example. And I gave them like, very straightforward examples of situations that we find ourselves in regularly that would uh, account for concurrent billing and they said yep absolutely that's what we said at the training and so i kept those right and 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 then we had a recoupment audit and they're like you can't currently bill that's not allowed and so then you have to go back with like so no i i mean even even when the, like the, the same with session notes like my again this is my experience anyone ha have a different experience <laughs> Feel free to leave a comment. Uh, say no, that's not been my experience, even. Or if you if you have the same experience, again, feel free to leave a comment. But with session notes, I I feel and recoupment audits, I feel the same thing. Is that you go through this recoupment audit with their session note in the standard way that they require it, and then they will still come back and say, nah, it's not right, it's wrong but then they don't give you any specifics on what is wrong about it so that you can fix it, but they're gonna say it's wrong so they get their money back. So what is it? Is it they want their money back or is it wrong? 
that's a question that I still have not yet been given, an answer that I've not been given. So I, I don't know what to tell you. So get it in writing, get it in your contract, if at all possible, especially around concurrent billing, uh, if you can. And then, um, you know, if they, you know, the other thing is like protocol modification, right? So some are very specific on what protocol modification means. And it literally means to some funders, that unless you are modifying that program, you are not allowed to build this code. Uh, and others are a little bit more lenient. And so getting a clear definition on what they allow for, for in that code is super important. Um, because again, if they if you're on the phone with your network rep and they're saying, yeah, no, that's fine, right? And 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 then six months later, the, the auditor is checking it and says, no, that's not true. Um, then I don't know what to tell you, right? You're probably paying back money. So um, so you have to get it in writing at minimum in an email, but I do highly recommend anything around billing. Uh, you try to get it as an addendum to your contract um, so that you have that in writing um, so that, because you're going to get a recoupment on it and they're such a... They're a lot of work. Yeah. They're a so, lot of work. Yep. All right, so I have, ooh, I believe, one more question for you. Mm -hmm. And then I think we have um, about 10 minutes or so if um, anyone else listening has a question that they want to throw in before we leave. Um, we probably might have time to answer one more. Um, but uh, copay. Okay, so, you know, there's some, like, situations with assessment, too, that, like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, guidelines from some insurance, though you may not know the guidelines ahead of time, but um, the, about like how, like co-pays, right? Yeah. Like, and so like, of course, like if you're doing assessment, um, you want to try to like get it done as, in as much time. And I, I don't know the code for that. What's the code for assessment? Oh, I can't remember. Oh my gosh. I, 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 but like, they used to have it where it was a flat rate, which was right. really nice, right? For this very question, because then you could just, it was a flat rate. You got one unit, right? And it was like worth a whole lot of money, right? It was worth like 10 hours of time. It was and like, then what you do they just call like it. a package yeah, rate yeah. or something? And yeah. so then you would just submit it once and there was only one copay. But now with the new codes, it's like a unit, just like every other unit, like it's 15 minutes. So, um, and so that, that means that you have to do it over multiple days and there are multiple copays. And, and so there's really no way to get around that. You, you have to, you have to charge a copay every day that you work. Um, and if, if they you... have limits on how much you can bill assessment in a day, so maybe they have a two hour limit, which I, I don't, again, as far as I know, there's no. There's no limits on these codes. Um, and so again, this is depends on the funder. Um, and so you, maybe you need to be reporting that to your state um, so that because they're not, they're, the insurance company is not doing something that they, sh or they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, right? So um, every state has, has a, a department where you can complain about insurance uh, funders to, to the state. So I do highly recommend doing that. It's, because again, as far as I know, there are no limits on these codes. Um, and, um, but if that's where you find yourself, right? Like this, then that that's what you can do. Now, if you're doing a reauthorization, so you're doing your treatment plan updates, then you can try your best to, to only do the treatment plan updates on days where they're getting direct service or parent training. 
so that you can then line them up so there's a single copay where where right so like if if they're getting direct service monday through friday then don't bill treatment plan updates on saturday that that's kind of a that's it that's all i got for you does that make sense yeah yeah i know um yeah, yeah. so but you um, have to bill copays and you have to collect copays like that's just yeah. part of your agreement yeah. yeah yeah you can't be like oh you know Know your contract. Um, and yeah, that's something that I was thinking about. Um, it's on my list of things that, that we can, uh, like, we've got a lot going on right now, mm -hmm. but like down the road, I, I really would like to do some kind of like uh, course or class or just a podcast on um, understanding authorizations and like, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe even trying to get someone in that. Yeah, I mean, we have, we're working, we're, it's we've been talking with document. two, two uh, like popular billers. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have in the ABA Business Leaders membership, uh, like a kind of crash course on. Yeah, but like I'm thinking this. of something even more. Yeah, no, we definitely want like, to go in depth. Yes, yeah. yeah, we want to go more in depth. I think it's important for everyone to really get a good understanding on the fundamentals yeah. of billing and, yeah. and know what to ask, know what to look for. Yeah. You know, even if it's just like a checklist of here's the things to look for and to ask, like just. Yeah. So that you know what you're looking for. And I mean, we do go over. through that, right? Yeah. But I, I like, I, you know, we, again, we're discussing with these other billers yeah. and it would just be nice to have like a round table just, with, with even a bunch just of more information yeah. from other people. Yeah. It's always yeah. really cool. It's always good. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for today. If, um, if anyone has a topic that they want us to discuss or a guest, um, we, we, we now do we, is that live on the website now? It is. So we have a spot on our website that on three pi squared slash podcasts. Yeah. If you want to join our podcast, if you want to be a guest or if yep. you know someone who you would recommend, like go and fill out the form yep. and um, we would love to, to get some guests on. We haven't had any while. It's been um, a while. And that is our intention is to bring more guests back on. It's just, you know, we've been working on other things, but yeah, yeah so we have it now. So, uh, you know, join us if you want. Um, and then, you know, like really, again, take advantage of the Pi Day discount. Yeah. Uh, and I'd really appreciate it if you could share the group with people that would love to join it, right? That could use the help. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, our podcast, right? Like, you know, we provide this free content and how we do that is um, because people buy our memberships, right? We need, <laughs> we need to eat. Um, and so um, like, like sharing our podcast, reviewing it if you like what we're doing, really appreciate that. Uh, it really helps. It really truly helps. And so, uh, you know, please, if you wouldn't mind doing that, taking just a few seconds and and reviewing our podcast or sharing it with someone that you think could uh, uh, learn from it, uh, that would be awesome. Yay! All right. Well, we uh, thank you for your time and. Um... We'll be back again next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3pisquare.com. Our membership also includes 33 CEUs, live events where you can come on and you know, ask general questions about the business of ABA, and our closed Facebook group. 